So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast, episode 86 for January 8th, 2017. My name is Nathan Reaton Spruth, and with me this week we have Jerry Parallax Abstraction Corcoran. Preparing for the inevitable Trump apocalypse. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. And Connor, Cyberpunk Monk Besh. Someone needs to send help. He doesn't let me leave. I haven't seen my family in like two weeks. Ah, you'll be fine. Someone please. You don't even it's like your family. <laughs> it is actually very cold here. It's snowed like two feet in the last week or so. Yeah. Like, winter's been a bitch up here, too. Yeah. This year. Holy crap. I don't know it's what like happened. It's like minus 30 Celsius, which I don't know what that is in American bullshit temperature, but it's very cold. What? How is a bullshit temperature? Because um, you're in the only country left that uses it. <laughs> what is negative 30? Negative 30 is... I want to say, what, negative 11 or 12? Let's it's see. It's goddamn cold, that's for sure. So, in Celsius, negative 30 is negative 22 Fahrenheit. Yeah. That's a little, that's balmy. That's swimming that's weather. That's pretty shitty, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> a little warm yeah. for Connor, to be honest. Yeah. So, uh, before we get started, everyone's dying at the end of the year, apparently. Um, yeah. So Boy. we didn't really. Get I mean, a- I mean, a lot. Everyone kind of died over the course of last year, but right. some of the more the more hard hitting nerd people, I think, died at the end of the year. Well, so we took a two week break because we're like, ah, nothing's gonna happen, and then Carrie <laughs> Fisher died. And Why like- do you tempt fate like that? <laughs> she's the re- we're the reason she's dead, you know. Oh yeah, I know. Not not the <laughs> cocaine that she did in her early life. Not that. Uh, no, 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 not at all. That only made her stronger. Oh, okay. But, yeah, so Carrie Fisher died, and then the day after, her mom, Debbie Reynolds, died. Yep. And Connor's playing something on his phone. Uh, that's not me, dickhead. That's, Remember that's the guy who was like, I'm going to play good Android games. Oh. No, my, my, <laughs> that was my phone started ringing, sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, and then... Uh, at the very, very, uh, th- we thought it was done. All the celebrity deaths were were done for the year because that happened on like the 29th. Or it's when never Debbie, over. It's when Debbie Reynolds died, and then yeah. on the 31st, uh, the the preacher or something from Mash died. I forget his name. Um, I forget the actor's name, but yeah, the guy who played Father Mulcahy. Yeah, which is one of the most lovable characters on Mash. So, just had a, a shit year. And yep. to cap it off, on the twentieth we get Trump. So yeah, so twenty seventeen's off to a rip roaring start. Which apparently, before we we're not going to get into all of the politics, but I just thought it was funny that uh, instead of going to Mexico to build the wall, he's going to ask <laughs> ask Congress to have taxpayers' money pay for the wall. Yeah, funny how that changed very suddenly, eh? When the, you know, he finally realized, oh, what everybody was told me was true, and maybe I can't get Mexico to pay for it. <laughs> it's almost like we elected a pathological liar or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Well, well, it was it was the choice between two pathological liars, but still, uh, yeah. 
we have the more dangerous one in the White we House. We have right the, the we have the one with no political experience and no self control whatsoever. Yeah. So you guys, are, you guys are too depressing. You never know. We could like may, maybe we'll have a society where everyone just has a sweet wicked pair of power armor in their front yard. You know, gotta and go you to know work. What? I mean, if that ends up happening, I will fully admit where I was wrong. But well, I need to hat. see it first. <laughs> I don't see it happen. Like that's that's the problem is um, we have people. Like before, I I ever voted. People are like, "Well, if you never vote, then you don't, you can't complain." I'm like, "What if they're you're like under the age of eighteen? You still have to live with this shit for four or five years, or if you're not, or if you're like me and not from the U.S. but close enoughly, close enough economically tied to it that yeah, it still affects you, yeah. Um, but then after, but then after it, I started complaining, and they're like. Well, give them a chance. I'm like, well, no, because you told me I could complain if I voted. They're like, well, yeah, but give them a chance. You can't complain now. You have to complain when he does things wrong. And then I started looking at his cabinet picks. Has. <laughs> yeah, I started looking at his cabinet picks, and they're like, give him a chance. I'm like, no, look at this. He's the fucking... Guys, this is a bad idea. It'll be still working out. Yeah, it's like... It's, you can't uh, stump the Trump. Hey, Connor. Hey, Connor. Let's go build hey. a bomb in the backyard. Don't say that on recordings. I have a good job right now. I need it. No, but yeah. then, but then you could be like, "See, that's a bad idea," and I'm like, "Ah, give it a chance. Give it a chance." Um. Anyway, so what games have you guys been playing? Let's talk with Parallax Extraction first. What games have you been playing the last couple weeks? Um, the last couple of weeks, it's been three of them primarily. It's been uh. Yeah, Watch Dogs, it's been Watch Dogs 2, Dishonored 2, and uh, uh, Warhammer 40,000 Space Hulk Deathwing, which is a game I got code for. I'm hoping to do a video of it soon. It's It's been out for a little while. It's been It's gotten very mixed reviews. It's uh, It launched in a pretty <coughs> sad technical state. It's still a little sad in some ways. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's kind of like the original Space Hulk from back in the DOS days. It's sort of it's it's a four player um, co op game, class based, sort of sort of Left for Deady, I guess you could say, but a little slower, sort of more methodical than that. Uh, but it's um, it's not bad, but it's definitely pretty rough around the edges and way too expensive for what they're asking for it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and yeah, it's it's it, they they've been patching it. It's getting better. But uh, it's definitely got still got some issues. But uh, yeah, a buddy of mine from work bought it, and I've been playing it with him some, and it's been uh, it's been going all right. But uh, see, so yeah, I did that, and uh, I did my my top ten games blog post a week ago, and uh, I thought Watch Dogs two and Dishonor two would probably both make the list, so I put a bunch of time into both of those, and they both did make the list in various places. Um, I'm one of the people who actually thought Watch Dogs 1 wasn't all that bad. I mean, the the writing and the characters were terrible, but the the I thought the game was okay. But uh, this one's much better in pretty much every way, uh, including the the writing and the characters. So, and the PC version of it's actually really really good. Oh yeah. So I've been, uh, uh, uh yeah. So it's been, uh, yeah. The PC version's actually been really good. I've been playing it on my TV. I've been. Uh, enjoying it quite a bit it's it's still a ub open world game to a certain degree but they uh they mixed up a lot of the, the very samey things there aren't really towers in it per se like there used to be yeah uh 
So it's a, and there's a lot of side the the side stuff is interesting to do. Uh, it takes place in San Francisco and it plays it, instead of this really dark and serious uh, uh, tone that the first game had. You're playing you're part of a group of like hacker kids um, that are sort of causing havoc and get themselves into trouble. Kind of uh, kind of uh, uh, plays yeah, sort of like a sort of like you're in a cheesy hacker movie. So I've been enjoying that. It's pretty good. Hack and, the uh, planet. Yeah, it's very much has that vibe about it, but that's good because I hackers is a, a movie that I fully acknowledge is completely terrible, but that I actually, I find kind of endearing. Uh, so, um, yeah, so I've been playing that and, uh, Dishonored 2 has been, haven't put in a ton so far. Uh, I've been enjoying that too. It's definitely plays like a better looking version of, you know, more Dishonored 1. Um, yeah. there's a lot of, there's some cool new powers. You can play as two characters now. Um, for whatever reason, the writing and especially the voice acting are really not good compared to the first game. Um, they both took a major step back, but it's kind of funny. They brought in a uh, uh, originally a person from the or who was originally in the games press who's known for some rather like hoity-toity kind of up their ass think pieces a lot of the time and who'd have thought maybe they weren't very good at actually writing video games yeah so uh um but yeah the game is still really good and it's got some insanely good level design just like the first one did so uh yeah i've been enjoying that quite a bit i'm hoping to finish them both this week and maybe start attacking my backlog some more but uh but it's been really good i actually downloaded as well the demo for uh near automata which is the new like i never played the original near game that came out on i think it was the 360 in the ps3 uh it was like a square rpg action rpg thing but this one's actually being uh at least co-developed by platinum oh so i saw that and i was like well regardless of what this is i need to try it <laughs> yeah so i'm hoping to give that a go tonight because yeah i'll i'll definitely uh i'll i'll maybe not the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, but other than that, I'll play almost anything with Platinum's name on it. What about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game? Just because it was bad? It is apparently, I, it is apparently like really bad to the point where, uh, I don't know if this is in the news stories or whatnot, but it's kind of funny, even though that game's only been out a few months, apparently you can't buy it digitally anymore. Oh. Yeah, it got uh, taken they, off like, of uh, it from all the digital stores, probably because it wouldn't surprise me if Activision lost the license, probably because it didn't sell well enough or something. Yeah, something like that. Or I know that um, when the Simpsons and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games, the arcade games came out for PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, those were delisted from the marketplaces. And even if you have the game, even if you bought the game, if you've somehow deleted it and you want to re-download it, it won't let you. That's ridiculous. I I know when they I know the, like in the past games like that have been brought down from sale, but you can still download them if you you know paid for it. But wow, that's ridiculous. Yeah, there's so I I had it for my PlayStation Three. I had both of them, The Simpsons and the Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles one, and I can't buy Man. them. I can't download that's them again. Ridiculous. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, it's annoying. Uh, yeah. So, what games bad. have you? What games have you been playing, Connor? So, I finally beat Earthbound, which is awesome. Oh, nice! I saw that. Talking about that for know, a couple 2015 podcasts now that I've been on. Uh, yeah. I've also been playing Dishonored. So, I want to ask Johnny here how uh how was your experience Jerry. with the game so far? 
Did I say Johnny? Johnny? Yes. <laughs> Johnny Dishonored. That's me. <laughs> Sorry, Jerry. Uh, how, how, how are you enjoying the game? I know you mentioned that it was making your lists, but if yeah. without too much time, let's prod into this just a little bit more. It's my experience I mean, I, with it. Oh, go ahead. I really love. I really love the first Dishonored. Uh, I played the hell out of it, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like I went through it with uh, mostly stealth. I got the low chaos ending because Dishonored feels like the closest thing we we've gotten to a modern day thief game, um, which is a series that I'm very fond of. So, what about uh, the modern day? I, thief well, game? I said I said in my top ten, it feels like the closest we got to a modern thief game, and no thief four most certainly doesn't count. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, that's not a real thief game because uh, that was pretty pretty bad. I actually haven't played it, but I've heard it was pretty bad. I, I did get it for like five bucks on a sale once. I should try it out. That yeah. was but, the uh, game that made me decide I don't want to pre-order games anymore. Oh Ooh, dear. That bad, yeah. huh? No, I, I mean, I, I really like Dishonored because of the fact that you can approach it stealthy or loud if you so choose. And it, uh, the fact that it's just because of the different powers and how they have to make everything work together, that it's really just it's a masterclass in level design. I think it has some of the most incredible levels that are uh, that have been in, in uh, a lot of first person games. And the thing that's really interesting about Dishonored, too, is they took it a step further which is that in that game, you can actually choose if you want when you start the game to even play it without any superpowers. Um, yeah, you could, uh, you could so reject they, the outsider's gift. Yeah. Correct. So they, they, they had to design it so that you could beat the levels even if you had access to none of the powers. And they made all that work somehow. And uh, that's still the most fun part about it. I mean, I thought the story was, was, was good in the last one. This one, like I said, the writing and the voice acting seemed pretty not great so far but i've been uh j just the yeah the stealth gameplay is still really good and the, the different ways you can tackle each situation just how crazy awesome each of the different levels are i've still been enjoying have, a lot have you beat the first one without any powers yeah you couldn't do that in the first one oh you couldn't oh, okay no that was, that was something they added this time it's like a okay. hardcore mode basically <laughs> yeah you get achievo for not using powers though I figured. Yeah. I figured you got an achievement for that. So that would be something that Connor would be like, "I have to do this." And that was something where I was, I was like, "I have to do this," and then mm -hmm. I did it. And Good there job. are segments in the game like I, I actually probably don't use the powers as much as some people do, or as much as I could have. I, I do tend to just you know sneak up and choke people out a lot in a very sort of standard way. Um, but yeah, I did. I did accept the powers. Uh, what I do try to do is. I'm trying to do my first run as low chaos, and I'm also trying whenever I can, and so far I've succeeded, to, to pick up all the uh, runes and bone charms I can find in the level. Um, yeah. uh, I don't know if I'll be able to do that throughout the whole game, but I've been trying to. And because you can actually play this with two different characters that have... This, their stories are similar, but they, you know, they, they branch in some nuanced ways. I actually, after I beat this with Emily, I will probably try to play it with Corvo and do just a balls out murder everyone run. Ah, well, that's, not, uh, you know, that's not nice. I haven't gotten no, to that point yet, but... but I'm thinking my run might soon because uh, I just finished Adermeyer, which is without spoiling anything like the, the first dungeon esque, you know, the, the first challenge level yeah the okay. yeah the institute the or yeah the adermeyer institute yeah. yeah so uh i don't know some i i usually tackle these games completely stealthy but i'm thinking you know there, there was a coup my uh my princess is dead that's that's grounds for war you you're going to die that makes sense yep. yeah 
Um, and that's kind of why I, I chose to play with Emily first, just because she has different powers too, which is what I, uh, I, I wanted to see what her powers were. But I kind of figured if I wanted to do a murder everyone run, that would probably be better to do as Corvo. Cause I figured at this point he would just be like, you know what? Fuck this. Everyone's going to die. <laughs> yeah. And so have I you played any other motivation? Have you played any other games, Connor? Oh, you just want to get on with the stories, you know, that, that podcasting thing you do. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> I've uh, played a little bit of Doom. You know, so it's okay. It's Doom. Yeah. Overwatch. Uh, oh, played a little bit of Overwatch. Uh, I just like killing time on the podcast. What else have I played? No, yeah, let's get on with it. <laughs> okay, so I've been playing Overwatch, uh, which actually goes into one of our stories that we have later. Uh, I also have been playing Binding of Isaac Afterbirth Plus. And uh, that's... Binding of Isaac Super Ultra Alpha yeah, uh, 9X4 or something. It has... Binding of Isaac Steam Community. Uh, what, what the hell is it called? Uh, Steam Workshop Edition. Yeah, so they oh, have... Yes. Um, so they have uh, mixed reviews on the new... Oh, really? Uh, on the new one. Yeah, a lot of people aren't liking it. Uh, but so if I may ask, what's the core difference with this other than the fact that it has Steam Workshop support? Like, what's the core difference in the game itself? There's not much of a difference at all. There's a few different things. There's like new enemies. Um, they have an annoying thing <laughs> where they have like, uh, like an enemy spawner now when you go into certain rooms. So one of the new enemy things is a spawner oh. that will spawn other enemies. So you have to kill okay. that. Otherwise, it just keeps putting out enemies. Uh, so that's oh, annoying, okay. but it's something that, yeah, I mean, it's whatever. For me, it just adds a new thing to destroy. And then mm -hmm. they have a new character named Apollyon who has a item called the Void. And what the Void does is it's kind of neat, um, but can also kind of screw you over. Uh, when you go into a room, say there's like a... Uh, there's an item that you can, it's a usable item, so like the feather that creates like light, not lightning bolts, but like beams of light. If you use a polyon at that time, you'll actually stack onto the the void's power, or I'm sorry, not a polyon, but if you use the void at that time, it'll stack onto the void's power. So uh, when you use the void after that, it will then shoot beams of light down. Uh, and you can do okay. this multiple times, so you can have, like, you can stack, like, invincibility and flight and a bunch of other stuff on top of it. So every time you use it and collect a new power, it just gets more powerful. But you could also screw yourself over by giving yourself something that is kind of detrimental, like the TNT, which hurts yourself when you use it. Stuff like that. Okay. And then they also have a game mode called, so there's normal, hard... Greed, and those were all the three normal ones, and then they added Greedier, which just basically adds another level onto the Greed mode. And what the Greed mode yeah. is, is basically a gauntlet, like a boss run type thing. You press a button and you kill a bunch of enemies, you buy items, and then you press a button, kill a bunch of enemies, and then you fight like Super Greed or whatnot at the bottom level. And now, after you beat Super Greed, he transforms into Ultra Greed or something like that. And then you have to kill him. And a lot of people are complaining that Ultra Greed is way too hard. Uh, 
which I don't see because I destroyed him when I fought him, but that was because I got lucky. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, like, the second time I tried it, I got, like, really awesome weapons that did lots of AoE damage, so I was just able to destroy all the things he was spawning and kill him pretty relatively easily. So, mm. uh, I don't see what they're talking about, because they're losers and I'm not. So... <laughs> Uh, You're all bad at video games. So I, I mean, it's I, I think it's good. It was only six sixty nine, like that's all I, right. And people were complaining that oh, he shouldn't be charging six dollars and sixty nine cents for this. It's like what? It's it's if and that's how many friggin' hours do most hardcore people put into that game? I mean, yeah, your value proposition is kind of kind of yeah, insane. It's kind of the whole Rust thing we talked about a couple weeks back. Um People will be putting, you know, literally thousands of hours into Rust. And then yep. it come, they come out with a new update, and the people are like, oh, this game sucks now, and they'll give it a negative review. Yep. And the developer's just like, you know what? Fuck you guys. And yep. <laughs> basically, he wrote a letter that said, you know, you've had thousands of hours in the game, and yet you're, t- you're giving me a negative review. Maybe you should reevaluate your life a little bit. Um yep. But yeah, so I liked I I liked Binding of Isaac Afterbirth uh, Plus, and I, I if you like Binding of Isaac, you should get it. I know it's kind of a niche game; not a lot of people, not everyone likes it. Uh, the art style is a little. But weird those who do people. really do. Oh yeah, yeah, I like yeah, it. Like it's it's got a crazy following. That thing. Yeah, I'm more or less in the <laughs> middle. Like I can see why people wouldn't like it, but I think it's a really yeah. fun game. So. Anyway, uh, I think that's all the games I've been playing. I haven't really been playing much this last week. I've been kind of avoiding the outside world because, you know, normally I avoid the outside world. And now it's like two feet of snow outside and I don't like it at all. It was supposed to snow uh, four inches yesterday and it ended up snowing about six to eight. So, Uh, yeah, yeah, we're. Yeah, I mean, we're used to shitty winters where I live, but it's still been, uh, we've been still been getting hammered with both snow and cold and freezing rain and stuff this year more than well above average, which has been, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to some stories. We'll talk about the Overwatch story first, and that is Roadhog. Uh, Roadhog's hook is getting nerfed a little bit. Um, they're they're changing the hit scan it seems because people were dragging other people through walls basically and um then they were using it to um basically like they were using it as a glitch to pull them through the walls and then kill them obviously so they're they're okay. i think they're fixing that up it says uh let me let me see what i can say it says Roadhog's hook in Overwatch can be a powerful weapon. Uh, there have been complaints about its ability to hook a target through walls. It's a situation Blizzard will be adjusting. Uh, firstly, the hook victim will now move into the position directly in front of Roadhog rather than just a straight line towards him. Okay. Uh, there's a cap to how far one side you can be pulled, so you can't just hook somebody, spin 180, and dump someone off a cliff. So what was happening was... Um, if you hook somebody, you could then turn and they would 
just land where they were getting hooked initially. So oh, okay. If, yeah, so if Roadhog threw his hook and then had to turn for some reason to look at another enemy or something, then that and the the person would be put right by the side of Roadhog instead of directly in front of them or him. And so now if you turn, they'll land in front of you. Uh I knew there was something other than the um other than the wall thing. So I Roadhog is my favorite character mainly cuz he's the only okay. one I'm good with. And I don't think that this is much of a nerf. I think yeah, if if he's getting if he's hooking people through walls, then they should I mean, stop that. I mean, that sounds like a bug more than a that yeah. sounds like fixing a bug more than nerf. Right. Um Yeah. So what do you guys think about this? Do you think this is good? Do you think this is bad? Do you think it's going to kill the game? I mean, every every update kills the game if you ask the community, but Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I, you like well, like I said there, you know, it, it really sounds more than anything like they're 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 patching a bug rather than anything else. So, yeah, um, I mean, I think it, yeah, it, it sounds like he wasn't really ever supposed to work that way. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me. Yeah, as uh, long as they're you know repairing a functional part of the game to not be exploited or abused, I'm all for it. Right, exactly. Because yeah. I, I could see people using this as a um an exploit but there are there are certain things with this so they say in the article that you know roadhog's not going to be able to pull somebody and then turn 180 degrees say, and throw somebody in a hole but there okay. is a map where there's a giant hole in the middle and one of my favorite things to do as i think connor can attest is throw people into said hole yeah um, he does the thing that every roadhog player does but yeah. you know he thinks he's being original no, I'm not being original. I just like doing it. Um, but with this new mechanic, because they're going to spawn right in front of him, you can be a little bit... You Right now, you have to be like directly on the hole, basically, to get them to go into it. Now, you'll be okay. able to stand next to the hole, turn a little bit, and dump them into the hole as you have them hooked. Okay. Yeah, so, so that'll be pretty okay. nice. So you can still technically accomplish the same task. You're just doing it a different way. Yeah, well, you could now you can do it in you can do it more often because you'll be able to position them. Before you just had to stand over the hole and they would just go where your hook was launched from. Right. Yeah. So. Okay. That'll be yeah. fun. Uh, yeah, definitely. It should be noted that Lucio also does stuff like that because he's a douche. And uh, mm. Farah and Junkrat, because they are all and jerks. Diva. And Diva, yes. Diva, not as much, because um, she kind of flies through people a lot. Anyway. More so on the new map. It's it's another thing like in Greece where it's got that hole in the middle. Yeah. But instead of dropping in, off the map and to their death, it just drops them into a place that's not on the point. It's kind of a pain in the ass to get back up. But yeah. I've been getting rammed by Diva's like crazy. Yeah. Um so let's let's move on. Uh Star Citizen. This is something that um I wanted to talk about. It came out like right after we decided to take the two week hiatus. Uh and this is the apparently they're working with uh Amazon. Um or they're working similar oh, to Amazon with Crytek. For their, yeah, for their engine thing. Yeah, it says uh, we stopped taking new builds from Crytek 
towards the end of 2015, and so did Amazon. Because the <clears> core <throat> of the engine that we use is the same as Amazon, uh, and the switch was painless. So they, they switched from CryEngine to the Amazon engine, I guess? Whatever it's well, called? Well, so I have some info on this, yeah. Oh, okay, so good. basically... Because the games press did what they did and made a huge deal out of nothing as as uh, to get clicks, but uh, basically what happened was so there was a, a bunch of people going, "Oh, look, you know the latest fiasco in Star Citizen. They've changed engines mid development, just like Duke Nukem Forever." Lol, lol. And um, what? But what actually happened was is that um, they did change engines technically, but they changed from. The actual cry engine to Amazon's Lumberyard engine, which is actually just a fork of cry engine. Um, right. Basically, when Crytek first started, th well, they're having financial problems again, which is another story that came out around the same time. But uh, when they were having financial problems and like failing to make payroll and stuff uh, the first time a couple of years ago, Amazon basically paid them $75 million for a kind of like a perpetual license, I guess, to cry engine. Right. Um, and what they did was, is they made Lumberyard, which is basically a fork of it. So, uh, uh, yeah. So basically, th they're using that engine now, probably because Crytek is on their last legs because they're down to all by it, but um, like two studios now. Right. Um, but basically, yeah, they're, they're not changing engines. They're just changing to a different flavor of the engine they were already using. Right. Exactly. Um, and yeah. that's what I wanted to get on was that I, I believe this is because partially because of the whole, uh, Crytek basically is going down. They're going, they're sinking pretty slowly here. Not even slowly yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, a, cause basically what happened was, uh, back in 2015, they were, or 2014, I can't remember which, but basically there was a whole bunch of things going around about how they were failing to make payroll and they were having all these kinds of problems. And then they suddenly got a major investment from a backer that at the time they weren't naming. And then a few months later, Amazon came out and went, Hey, look at this lumberyard thing that we have. And um, yeah, they basically gave Crytek $75 million to, uh, to license CryEngine, which kind of, which gave them uh, a hail Mary at the time, but also kind of screwed them because if you look on their website now, because lumberyard is free. Yeah. Um, uh, basically, CryEngine is actually now completely free as well. Uh, you only pay if you want like premium support for it now. What about uh, basically? So, we're I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but don't they? Mm -hmm. They're probably like uh, Unreal, where Unreal will have a free. It's a free engine that you can use, but once you don't you pay a monthly fee for it? No. Once you exceed, you did it okay. You did at one point. Right. Oh, that's right. right. What? That's right. It's free, but you only have to pay them if your game makes X amount of money, like five thousand dollars exactly. or something. Yeah. So, and CryEngine. It looks like the way CryEngine is is CryEngine is actually free, free now, much like Lumberyard. But you pay Crytek if you're like a a commercial developer or a AAA developer who needs like you know modifications or premium support or whatever. You pay for that. Oh, okay. Um, but you don't have to pay to use the engine itself anymore. And uh, basically, Crytek took that $75 million and spent it making VR games, which nobody bought because nobody bought VR. No. And uh, now they're basically almost dead again. And they, I think they shut down five of the seven studios they have. They have two left. 
And uh, yeah, they're probably not long for this world. I they would reckon. They should have just kept making crisis games. So that's what they should have done. Yeah. But the last one they made was Crisis Three in what twenty thirteen. Apparently, it? it didn't sell very well though. I thought it was all right, but yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So but don't they, worry they about ain't Star healthy. Citizen. <laughs> Don't worry about Star Citizen. They're fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Nothing could possibly go wrong with Star Citizen ever. I, I Don't listen to the haters, man. Well. I'm glad you guys <laughs> just said that. I'm going to invest probably, you know, a good 10 grand in this. See, uh, see, really see what boring. happens, you know. Yeah, just see. I think it's, just see I think it. it's a healthy investment. No, yeah, I'm going to invest probably $80 into Star Citizen. Probably what I think I'm I put invest. 35 into it during their Kickstarter way back in like the 1800s. Yeah. Uh, to get a fairly basic ship. And that's, uh, yeah. I, so I've been, you know, I, I've screwed around with the alpha stuff a little bit. There hasn't been much to do and it's run like crap, even on my 1080. So I'm kind of like, yeah, I'll wait for it to come out. I, I actually do really hope it's good. I hope it's a fraction as cool as everything they're promising because that sounds amazing. But yeah, I am not overly confident in their ability to deliver that i i don't but know I hope, if they, I hope they can i really do yeah <laughs> i don't know if they're going to be able to deliver everything but i do think it will probably be the best space simulator that's i hope so out because i like elite dangerous but i get so bored with it um just because there's not much to do uh, and yeah it's it's improving that's actually i don't know yeah. if that was in your list but they've uh and they've actually shown lately their uh Aliens. the rumored alien race has shown up finally and it was basically caught by funny enough a player on the xbox one oh wow because uh, there is an xbox one version of that game uh but that's how they announced it some guy caught it on his xbox game dvr uh he was nice. the first one to encounter them and uh frontier actually tweeted that out and they were like something's happening and everyone was like oh shit yeah, um, that's that's pretty cool, but there's mm. like there, that's the the difference between Star Citizen and Elite Dangerous. You have like the the two different approaches to this Kickstarter early access thing. You have Elite Dangerous, which released early and didn't have much content, yeah. and they are slowly adding in more content. And then you have and that Star was always Citizen. their plan, right? Right, right. That was always was their a plan. smaller scope. Star Citizen was like, we're going to deliver the universe and everything at once. Exactly. <laughs> and I honestly think I prefer Star Citizen's approach because yeah. like with Elite Dangerous, I got super bored and I'm probably not going to pick it up again. I'm probably not going to start playing mm. it again. Uh, with I've always enjoyed Elite in that very uh, sort of relaxing space trucking kind of way, but uh, I haven't. I also haven't played it in a very long time, though. Uh, right. Once right. I get some of my backlog cleared away, I am thinking of investing some time into it again. Yeah, that's uh, it. It's a good space sim, but I think I, I'm probably going to enjoy Star Citizen more, especially since Mark Hamill's going to be in the Squadron Forty Two portion i think that's honestly the one part that i'm looking forward to more than anything else right now is squadron 42 i just want them to get the, si the single player out because i i was a huge wing commander fan from back in the day and yeah if they can do a good single player story driven space game because man i've been dying for years for one of those Did, didn't <laughs> now didn't they recently launch the uh single player or the the shooting portion didn't they release that recently well, that's been in, that's had like a beta component that you've been able to access for quite a while, actually. It's just been sort of evolving, but it's more just a 
at least as far as I understand, it's more just a test thing. Like, you know, here's a space for a bunch of people to fly around and shoot each other. There isn't much oh, okay. uh, connective tissue in it right now. But maybe that's changed. I don't know. I haven't checked it out recently. I think that's going to be a weak part to the game is the uh, the shooting aspects of it. or The FPS portion is probably going to be pretty... Uh, Pretty weak, I would imagine. Oh, the FPS part, you mean? That's oh, what yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah, that, and that was interesting because that like changed developers several times. and. Uh, yeah, but uh, I think they recently launched the module to actually do the FPS, which is cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, but from what I've read, it's kind of clunky and the shooting doesn't feel right, but that's kind of what I expected. Because I've seen some of their stuff where they're showing it off, and it looks okay, but uh, it doesn't look like, you know, Overwatch or Battlefield 1. It doesn't look like it's just a solid game. Uh, but it's not yeah. It's not even released yet, so, you know, we can't really make that comparison. We didn't get to see much of Overwatch before it was in beta, so uh, probably same thing with this. We're just going to have to wait and see, and hopefully it'll be released in 2017. Maybe, probably not. Maybe I mean, Squadron Forty Two was supposed to be. So if we if I got that, I'd be content for the time being. I the thirty some dollars that I put into their Kickstarter, if I if all I got out of it was Squadron Forty Two and that was good, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, sounds good. What about you, Connor? Mm-hmm. Are you gonna get either of these games, Elite Dangerous or uh, or uh, Star Citizen? As is, Elite Dangerous was awesome, mostly because I got to experience it with Oculus Rift VR. That being said, until either A, I have my own setup at home that could totally support all the VR forever, or if it just if it becomes more interesting, then yeah, absolutely, I'll end up getting this game. It's I, I just kind of want to be a space pirate, and golly goodness, I think that'll be the game to do it if it does it right. Probably, mm-hmm. yeah. And as, as far as for uh, Star Citizen, we just don't know, we don't know yet. I, right. uh, I, I definitely won't make a call until I've seen more of it. And speaking of Oculus Rift, uh, <laughs> this is bad. Um, Oculus engineer Dov Katz arrested and staying after alleges- allegedly soliciting sex from a 15-year-old girl. Oh, yes, because Oculus hasn't had enough PR problems the last few months. Nope, nope. Seattle police arrested <sighs> Oculus head of... Now, this, I, if it was just a random employee, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. But they arrested the head of computer vision, Dov... And his name is Dov Katz, on December 23rd in a sting also, operation... Also, Dov Katz is kind of a randomly cool name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in a sting operation in which police officer posed as a 15-year-old girl... Katz is allegedly allegedly arrived at the embassy uh, suites in Tukwila, Washington, with six hundred dollars. Okay. After agreeing in text messages to pay three hundred dollars for sex without a condom. Well, yeah. So this isn't good. This is not good for their PR. No, uh, <laughs> this isn't good for any uh, any of the related parties, to be honest. No. Uh, no. I mean, it's, you know, it, obviously it's a, it, you know, the, the, it has little to do with the company or what they do. Really, it's it's a guy in his own deplorable vices. But right. at and, the same time, you know, people will draw the line as they always do. <laughs> and not, some, one of the comments says, how do 15 year olds pass the police exam? <laughs> uh, anyway. I, uh... Oh, my. So they've had. 
like the the problem is yeah this isn't really reflective of uh oculus or their uh hiring practices or anything of that because most likely they're gonna do a background check on people they hire they're not gonna hire people who have criminal records people typically don't do that and so it's not Mm -hmm. really reflective of that but the problem is people do say oh why how would how would oculus hire somebody like this it because they don't they don't they have that disconnect where they don't you know just think about it for a second think you know probably didn't have a criminal record at the time he was hired this wasn't no, something that was showing not. up and this is not you know this is not something you tend to talk about in your interview you know yeah it's not like oh so, you know i like the little girls you know what of it yeah it's just, no. so uh and then they've they've had other things that have like other uh one of their heads was a very very fervent trump supporter i believe uh he paid- well so the, sort of that was palmer lucky who basically is oculus like he's the guy who made yeah. it all possible and founded the company but basically he 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 wasn't a trump supporter well he claimed he was he was a libertarian but he was basically involved in a uh he he gave a bunch of money to a group that was uh, apparently involved in some really nasty pretty racist like shit posting campaigns online yeah like pepe um, and stuff yeah and a lot of other stuff so like he yeah he gave money to some pretty deplorable groups but he's still as i understand well no one really knows what his status is because since he got caught and apologized for it he went completely dark so no one knows if like he's you know technically still works for oculus but has no involvement or if yeah. uh, if he is and they're just telling him not to speak no one really knows but yeah this not a good look for them to be sure <laughs> Yeah, um, the that so there was that, and then there was uh, one of the founders ended up dying in a car crash, um, which sucks. Yes, um, yeah, that's so, just unfortunate. Yeah, it is. There's just always there's weird things circulating around them, and uh, they're not even the best VR. From what I hear, Vive is better, but um, depends who you ask. But uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely. Uh... There's definitely some um, difference of opinion on that, but yeah, they've and and also the fact that you know when they when they ended up selling the company to Facebook, a lot of people though people seem to have largely gotten over that, but a lot of people hated them for that too. So yeah, it's uh, they, they, they definitely all... have some messaging struggles, shall we say? Yeah, they got a billion dollars from Facebook. I can't really blame them for doing that. Yeah. Well, and they basically said, you know, they needed that kind of money in order to actually get the thing out to 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 market, which right. I could believe, you know. Right. And then uh yeah, so if you want to read through some of this these uh conversations, you can click on the link below. Uh that will be uh fun for you guys to read through. It's kind of like going and reading through uh, or watching a uh, To Catch a Predator. Where the guy just sits yeah, yeah. down and starts, he's like, oh, you didn't say this? And he's like, nah, that wasn't me. That was like, my brother or something. Today, I'm gonna, I'm we're out. here talking with this guy who works in virtual reality. <laughs> that would be, uh, uh, actually, that would be hilarious if I saw that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the last thing couldn't we need to do. Why'd you have to do this in real life? Is it? Couldn't you just do this virtually? Yeah. Couldn't you just create uh, a porn game with 15 year olds um so the last thing to talk about is uh i forget it's john smedley 
You guys know of him? He's the guy from uh, uh, Sony yeah, Online. Yeah, the, the SOE guy, right? Yeah, or yeah. he yeah. was. Uh, he broke off a while ago, started his own studio, and then he had a Kickstarter for a game called Heroes Song, and I believe it failed, but then he did like an Indiegogo campaign. Okay. And uh, they I knew ended he up... broke off. I didn't know he'd started his own studio or kickstarted something. So yeah. this is interesting. Uh, and it looked, I I didn't look interested in it. Like I didn't think it was interesting, but other people did. So they put money into it. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. as with a lot of early access slash Kickstarter slash Indiegogo projects, it failed. Um, and by the by, what that by I mean from that is they canceled the game. However, oh, so like even though they funded like the not that the second round of funding failed, the funding succeeded and they they yeah. said they're not going to finish it. Yeah. Ooh. So, but but and they had released it on Steam too as an early access game to try to generate more revenue. Oh dear. Uh as kind of a latch ditch effort, but unfortunately that didn't work so they did have to cancel the game. There is a positive spin on this. Apparently, they had sat down in their little boardroom and they crunched the numbers and they saw that it wouldn't be a successful game. So instead of just pushing forward with development and seeing if they could get investors elsewhere, uh they decided to just say just say hey, um right now we have the money to pay back the people who funded this project on Indiegogo. Oh, so there's going to be refunds? Yeah, so they're offering full refunds oh. for everyone who has the game. All right. That that's that's cool. That's yeah. that that's that's decent. Is is as long as you can yeah, as long as you're not burning people out of their money, then yeah, I can say you gave it the good, you know, a good try. Right. And it says uh there's that's a little, cool. there's a quote from Smedley who I know that Smedley has some uh controversy around him much like anyone who's uh semi-popular semi-famous for for video games there's always somebody who doesn't he like went him to for some war reason. with hackers when he was at soe and the hackers yeah. weren't happy about that no i personally thought he was fucking awesome for that but yeah yeah uh he says yeah. it is with a heavy heart that i have to report that pixel mage games is going to be shutting down and we have ceased development on hero song for the last year our team has worked tirelessly to make the game we've dreamed about making and with your support and the support of our investors we are able to get the game into early access unfortunately sales fell short of what we needed to continue development we knew going in that most startups don't make it and as an indie game studio we hoped we would be the exception to the rule but it turns out we weren't um he then goes on to say uh very honest about it at least yeah, he went on to say things like, hey, you know, people are telling me they don't want, um, you know, the refunds because they, they, you know, they wanted to support the game anyway and they don't want the refunds. And he's like, take the refund. <laughs> Just We don't yeah, want like, your that money. That is literally money down the toilet. Why yeah. would you do that? Go take the money and go support another game. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, it says here the original Kickstarter was canceled when it appeared it wouldn't be funded. Uh, and then... But the team was confident in its ability to launch in October based on investment funding. Its Indiegogo campaign pulled nearly $100,000. So apparently it just uh, it just wasn't going to make the money back. So they decided to cancel it and give the money back to the, in, uh, not the investors. The investors get screwed, but the people who. But as they the should, that's the way it's supposed to work. You right. Know? Investing is a risk. It's supposed to be anyway. Right. So 
what do you guys think about this? Uh, Connor hasn't said much. I actually wasn't too familiar with the Game Hero song until, uh, you know, the, the couple of minutes before we started the podcast and I was reading up on it. I mean, it looks like a cool game, but it also kind of looks like maybe I'm not the most disappointed to see it go. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like they said in the description, it's an indie game, and the indie wave has already came and went, so unless you're a college kid just trying to put your name on something that's not a Newgrounds Flash cartoon, it's, you know, you're going to have to start thinking low budget for your stuff. Yeah. You're not going to yeah. be or, the next or notch. Or expect to have your first several games, like, fail and do them for fun more than profit. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know what? I mean, it sounds like they did this in the classiest way possible and in a way that, frankly, even most well-intentioned indie game developers probably wouldn't or haven't done. Uh, Certainly, you know, they didn't try to keep a sinking ship afloat and stand there going, everything's fine, which is what, you know, more than a few games, including a couple that I backed have done. Um, So, yeah, it sounds like they did it in the most ethical way possible. And, yeah, that's not something you hear about in modern business these days. So good on him, I say. I I hope he manages to figure out a way to kick, you know, get another kick at another can and maybe make something go because he seems to be uh, uh, he he seems to be going about it the right way, which I will give him credit for. Yeah, I think that uh, Smedley, while. Yeah, a lot of people get pissed off at him for different things he's done throughout the years. I mean, he's worked on several games, uh, Star Wars Galaxies. Um, he worked on, you know, the H1Z1 and pretty much all of those SOE games that were there. He was at. I he played PlanetSide 2 in, for a good while, and yeah, yeah. I, I actually liked that game, and that was something he helped direct as well. Uh, oh, uh, EverQuest. Yeah, there was that. Yeah. That little game that people played for a while. I, I okay so it did suck but in 2000 when it launched it was awesome oh at the time it was considered i, I never touched it but i remember yeah. like it was mind-blowing at the time yeah because so there was, was nothing else like it yeah it was an amazing game for the time that it launched but now not so much yeah. and uh so you know he's he's a pretty big name in the uh in the gaming industry and so yeah. uh i know that i think two years ago he departed from soe uh yeah now, now daybreak. shortly after soe sold them uh to daybreak and they became daybreak yeah uh i forget who they got sold to some weird investment company but yeah supposedly it was like a russian oil billionaire or something weird it's yeah it is kind of weird but it was one of these things where there was a, a billionaire from a foreign country who needed somewhere to 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 put money in so i think so he wouldn't get taxed on it yeah so i mean it, yeah i remember hearing that and i was like huh all right <laughs> well weirder things have happened uh panda energy which is an energy company over on the east coast of uh the united states oh for a long time they owned a wrestling company yeah well so. i mean the the company uh there's a chinese company a little while ago that um that has bought uh, in recent years, they bought digital extremes, which are the Warframe people. And uh, they bought splash damage who is, well, they've made dirty bomb, but they made a bunch of other stuff as well. And their primary business, I shit you not is chicken. (laughs) It's a company called Sumpo foods. That is a Chinese chicken maker. And they created a new division that bought video game companies. How do you make chickens? Well, you know what I mean. Like, they, you know, you, they, they, if you live in China and go and buy chicken breast from the supermarket, it's made probably made by these guys. They're like, they're like foster like, farms. That's a, 
I'm like, that's a hell of a way to diversify, but I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, now we're getting, we're getting a little bit rambly, but the ColecoVision um, was the Colorado, Colorado leather company. Coleco? Yeah, call our Columbus Leather Company, oh, I think Columbus. it was something yeah. like that. But yeah, yeah, Coleco, well, way back in the day, I mean, kind of like how Nintendo, when they started a hundred and some years ago, actually made playing cards originally. But uh, yeah, Coleco, before they became a toy company and then a games company, yeah, it was actually a leather company. <laughs> yeah, it really sucks that we can't have, like, it costs so much to make a console now. Um, oh, yeah. Like, roughly a billion dollars to start a, a console. So yeah. you're not you're never gonna have like some weird like you're not gonna have like men's warehouse be like we're gonna make a video game system <laughs> like you're never gonna you're see gonna like that the anymore. way your games look yeah we guarantee it <laughs> <laughs> like it's just now I'm picturing a men's warehouse console and it's hilarious oh. to me <laughs> oh you're man like the way you game <laughs> you like the way you play yeah it writes itself yeah so uh you know you're never gonna see anything like just a random company start up a video game system because it's gonna it will cost no. them too much money it's too much of an investment yeah. um, we're not gonna get things anymore like weird left field stuff like the turbo graphics 16 or other things like that because yeah it just doesn't make uh it just doesn't make any sense anymore the turbo graphics 16 is great except for it costs so much money yeah it's still True. expensive. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's pretty much our podcast, us rambling on here for a little bit. Um, Jerry, Chinese Jerry, chickens and the like. Jerry, Parallax Abstraction, where can we find you online? Uh, my main uh, sort of blog site, which has links to all my other stuff, is geekbravado.com, where it has my... Uh, my uh, top 10 ga- uh, top ten games and honorable mentions post uh, is up there. Um, I also did a second video on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash PX abstraction, where I did my top five biggest surprises from my PXA peaks indie impression series from last year. Why don't uh, some you, good so, stuff in there. So why don't you do a top 10? Uh, the, why don't you just do the top 10 list, but in video format, I hear those do really well. Yeah, well, I did the, the the top five indie surprises thing was in video. I just didn't have time to actually do the the uh, the top ten in, in with a full edited video. There's an audio version of the blog that's just a static image, oh, but okay. uh, yeah, I, I hope to maybe next year I'll do a full video of it. But okay. uh, yeah, I did that. I did a couple of plays recently of some uh, narrative stuff. Firewatch, The Beginner's Guide, and 1979 Revolution that are all on my channel, and full, uh, full also have some other stuff coming soon. Full disclosure, I told you all this on Twitter. I did technically watch the entire Firewatch video. Um, technically, yes, <laughs> in the sense that you, in the sense that it played in a window from front to back. Yeah, I was I was busy working and running around, but I started the video and would pop in and watch a little bit, and then go do some more stuff at work. So it was there. So you're gonna have like one thing that just has a ton of watch time. Oh <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, which happened to yeah, me actually. Metrics. Anyway, like I had, I think it was the last podcast had a ton of watch time. It had like, huh. and so like my watch time just shot up, and it was it was awesome. But um, I was just confused as to why. Uh, anyway, Connor, uh, where can we find you? Oh, did you tell us where you can find you on Twitter and all that? Parallax abstraction. I did not. 
Oh yeah, go uh, go that. Uh, Twitter.com slash PX Abstractions, my main feed. And if you don't want to see my uh, my dumbass rambling, it's just PXA Media is just posts about my content. Okay. And uh, twitch.tv forward slash PX Abstraction. Yep. And uh, hopefully more stuff coming there in the next couple of weeks, too. Yep. And PX Abstraction on YouTube as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Connor, where can we find you? You could find me at Twitter at cyberpunk underscore monk. You can find me at beam.pro slash cyberpunkmonk. Uh, we are going to actually start doing a uh, kind of a raw, unedited, uh, unedited broadcast of our uh, actual play podcast that we're doing right now. Currently doing Star Wars Edge of the Empire, but we are kind of just focusing around playing whatever we want to play for whenever it comes up. And you've uh, done so coding yeah, code- too, right? You've done coding. Yeah, I, I have done live coding. I don't do that so much anymore just because the setup that I have right now isn't super optimal for it, but that is something that I would be interested in doing again. Okay. And uh, you can find me, Nathan Reeton's Bruth, at Reeton Everywhere. Uh, Twitter is, uh, you know, twitter.com forward slash Reeton. Uh, YouTube is youtube.com forward slash Reeton or youtube.com forward slash Nathan Spruth. Because uh, I linked it to my Google, uh, unfortunately, and so they made me change it to Nathan Spruth. Um, you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Reeton Beam, uh, beam.pro forward slash Reeton. I think you get the gist. Look up Reeton. You'll find me. Uh, if you want to go to my YouTube, subscribe to that. I do post the um, I do post the podcast on YouTube a couple hours later than I post it everywhere else. You can get us at Reeton Podcast on iTunes and Google Play. So if you're able to search for it in Google Play, which is incredibly difficult to do for some reason, uh, but you can find Reeton Podcast there. It's really easy in iTunes to find Reeton. Reeton podcast and you'll get all the new ones downloaded directly to whichever device you want so whether it be your ipad your ipod your iphone or your uh mac if you have one of those or even if you have it on a computer and you want to listen to it there thank you for listening this week and thank you guys for being here thank you kindly someone had to show up yeah and we will uh true we'll yeah uh, Nick Lotus, unfortunately, wasn't able to make it, and neither was Aroa, so uh, whatever. Maybe One next of week. these days, I will still get on a podcast with <laughs> Nick Lotus, we keep dodging around each other, but yeah, <laughs> at one well, point. Well, she's had, uh, she had one of her uh, fur babies die today, so. Yeah, she uh, did. She had a very good reason, so. Yeah, which uh, happened to my sister. One of her, her 17-year-old passed away, 17-year-old mm-hmm. dog, so. Uh, I was very sad. He was awesome. Anyway, uh, thank you guys for being here, and I will talk to one or both of you next week. Cool. Take it easy, guys. Yep. Mm -hmm. Bye.